This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. Did you know that ambassadors of the United States, U.S. ambassadors, did you know that they are persons who are appointed by the president to serve as diplomats to the individual nations of the world. Did you know that? Most of you probably did. Did you know that the United States has an ambassador in every nation with which we have regular diplomatic relations? And that's, uh, by the way, that's just about every country in the world, except for a few, like Iran, uh, Syria, North Korea, and perhaps one or two other spots, like the, the Palestinian state. Did you know that U.S. ambassadors typically live and serve in the capital of the foreign nation to which they are assigned? And finally, did you know that each U.S. ambassador serves as the highest ranking representative of the President of the United States in the country in which he or she is, is appointed? As such, U.S. ambassadors promote the president's interests along with the interests of America generally in the places where they serve. So if you think about it, if you think about all that, uh, being a U.S. ambassador, an ambassador of our country, it's a, it's a pretty important position. Uh, also kind of sounds like uh, an interesting job, interesting position or office. You could even say exciting. Uh, wouldn't you agree? I don't know. Um, I've always kind of liked, you know, I've always been interested in history, politics, you know, foreign affairs, international travel. So the, the, the whole thing kind of sounds interesting, sounds kind of neat. Uh, further, there are many perks associated with being a U.S. ambassador. Let me share a few of them with you that I found uh, online. Um, for example, ambassadors have a paid staff. They are given free housing overseas in foreign capitals. They have their own bodyguards and their own automobile and driver. Further, those ambassadors who serve in cities with a, a rich heritage like uh, Paris, Rome, Athens, uh, they obviously get to enjoy the culture of those cities. Uh, of course, even ambassadors who serve in less um, cosmopolitan cities still get to enjoy the cultural experience, the travel, um, and so forth, living, living overseas and the whole experience. Further, to help them build connections with the citizens of their host country, ambassadors frequently entertain foreign dignitaries and other guests, hosting extravagant, lavish state dinners all on uh, the American taxpayer's dime, cocktail parties, and so forth. Have you been to one of those parties recently? I, I haven't. Um, Here's just a couple more of these perks of being an ambassador. In addition to a handsome salary, 
Ambassadors are entitled to many, many benefits. We've already named some of them, but uh, here's a couple more. Uh, pretty good uh, federal health care plan, as well as a uh, retirement plan that uh, pays them a pension when they finish their service with the State Department. Finally, ambassadors are given diplomatic immunity. You ever hear that term? Uh, which insulates them from minor legal and criminal penalties. So, for example, uh, ambassadors don't have to pay traffic fines if they accidentally run a red light in, you know, Madrid or Tokyo or some other foreign city. And so, again, being a U.S. ambassador, it sounds fun, sounds exciting. Uh, even, we, I think we could say prestigious. It's a big deal. And it would certainly be a great privilege and honor if an American president, regardless of who that president is, uh, asked any of us to serve as one of his ambassadors. That would be a, that'd be a great privilege. I think we'd all, all agree but do you realize, I think I know why you're, why you're all smiling, but uh, put that aside. Do you realize that as Christians, we have an either, even greater privilege? Do you realize that we have an even greater ambassadorship? Turn with me, please, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And by the way, as you're turning there, I'll mention that uh, in this passage, we're going to see our mission, our message, and our motivation. Okay, those are the three points, if that helps any of you follow along. I know not everybody appreciates alliteration, but uh, tonight we have our mission, our message, and our motivation. And I'm going to try my best to be brief this evening. So uh, we're just going to hit the wave tops here because I want to save time at the end for some uh, very practical application uh, that we'll talk about again at the end of the message. So we're just going to hit the main points here tonight in terms of this passage. Uh, but you can take this passage home, 2 Corinthians 5, the, uh, the latter portion of it, the last uh, few verses or so, and uh, consider it further in the uh, days to come. In 2 Corinthians, Paul is writing his second letter to this Christian church, this group of believers in Corinth. And Paul is seeking to encourage them and challenge them. And in the first several words of verse 20, he tells them, verse 20, he tells them, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Ambassadors for Christ. Uh, according to one lexicon that I Consulted the underlying Greek word here for ambassador. It means to function as a representative of a ruling authority, 
to be a representative of, to be an ambassador of, to be a spokesman on behalf of. Thus, the Corinthian believers were to be representatives of Christ. They were to be his ambassadors. That was their mission. That was their mandate. That was their privilege. And you know what? It's our mission as well, isn't it? We are ambassadors for Christ. Do you realize that? If you are a believer here this evening, that is your mission too. You are an ambassador for Jesus Christ. But you know what? I don't know that we think about this nearly enough. You know, as we're going about our, our daily routine, as we're in the, the, uh, you know, the grocery store, the post office, interacting with people, running errands, busy, we're always busy, running from here to there, and I'm not sure that we're thinking enough about this, our mission. How often do we stop and remember that we are ambassadors for Christ? And do we realize that ours is a greater privilege than that of the U.S. ambassadors that we spoke of a few minutes ago. For we don't represent a flawed American president, and I don't mean that as a knock against our current president. Uh, all of our presidents have been flawed, obviously. Instead, we represent the perfect king of the universe, the king of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. Again, I think we all need to stop, slow down, and think about that. Think about that more regularly. Be more mindful each day of our mission, of what we say, what we do, uh, how we act, how we dress, uh, whatever, when we're out in the world. We are ambassadors for Christ. Now, not only do we have a superior mission, since we are ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ himself, but we also have a superior message, a superior message. Let's look at verse 19. The end of that verse says that God hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. And what is that word? What is that message. Well, let's look at the first part of that same verse, verse 19. That God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. That's the message. God wants to be reconciled to sinners. God is willing to forgive sinners to not impute their trespasses unto them. How can he do that? Well, verse 19 hints that it was because of Christ. But look at verse 21. Verse 21 makes it clear. Here's how a just and righteous God can pardon guilty sinners. Verse 21 says, For he, that's God, hath made him, that's Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin, 
that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, in Christ. In other words, when Jesus was on the cross, our sins were laid upon him. He was punished for our sins in our place so that we might receive his righteousness. What an exchange. What an exchange. What a message. And uh, by the way, this is God's message, not ours. It's God's message. Uh, note, by the way, in the middle of verse 20, where it says, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. And so again, this is God's message. This is his grace's, gracious message. And it's the message that we are privileged to share. You know, uh, American ambassadors, U.S. ambassadors, they, uh, I'm assuming, they, they get to share, you know, good, important information concerning all kind of stuff related to America and our interests and, and what's going on between uh, uh, our country and whatever country they're serving in um, as they promote our interests abroad. But the message that you and I get to share is even greater, isn't it? We have the word of reconciliation that sinful men doomed to hell can be reconciled to their creator through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so we have the privilege of urging folks, like the end of verse 20 says, to be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. That's our message. And so, not only is our mission greater, and not only is our message greater, but you know what? We have a greater motivation as well. A greater motivation. Look at verse 14. We'll skip up uh, several verses. Look at verse 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us. By the way, that word constrain means to compel. So it's Christ's love for us that compels us to serve him. Let's keep reading. Um, for the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live, that's us, we now live, we have eternal life because of Christ, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Christ died for us. He gave his life for us. That's our motivation. He loves us. He died for us. Now it's our privilege to serve him, to represent him. We must now live for him and not for ourselves. No American ambassador has that kind of motivation. No American president ever gave his life for them. And even if you consider the other perks which uh, 
U.S. ambassadors enjoy that we mentioned several minutes ago. Uh, you know, ours are better. Do you realize that? Think about it. We may not get to attend those fancy state dinners like U.S. ambassadors do, but we will get to eat at the marriage supper of the Lamb, and we'll dine one day in the New Jerusalem. In fact, we'll, we'll dine for all eternity in the New Jerusalem. We'll eat of the tree of life. We may not have our own human bodyguard like U.S. ambassadors do, but, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> we do have uh, angels uh, assigned to minister to us, as Hebrews 1 verse 14 says. We may not get to receive unique gifts on behalf of our country like uh, American ambassadors do, but Ephesians 2 7 says, I love this verse, Ephesians 2 7 says that in the ages to come, God is going to show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Think about that. Take note of that verse and look that one up again later. In the ages to come, God is going to lavish his grace, his kindness upon you and me through Christ Jesus. We may not enjoy diplomatic immunity like U.S. ambassadors do, but Christ has purged all our sins, even the big ones. And so we have a full and eternal pardon. And we've been rescued from everlasting destruction. We may not get to meet famous world leaders like U.S. ambassadors do, but we will get to meet the Lord Jesus face to face, as well as Abraham and Moses and David and Paul and many, many others. And of course, we could go on and on. Uh, American ambassadors may have many perks, but God's benefits, blessings for his ambassadors are far greater and they're eternal. And so, motivated by Christ's love for us, let's be focused on our mission as his ambassadors to spread the message of reconciliation. And uh, for most of us, our place of service uh, for our ambassadorship, uh, it's right here uh, in, in our Jerusalem, uh, right here in the Hampton Roads area. Uh, this is where we have been appointed to serve. We are ambassadors. We are to be ambassadors for Christ right here. And of course, there are uh, many ways, right? Many ways that we can fulfill uh, this mission, our ambassadorship, both uh, privately, you know, personally, uh, as well as as a church, corporately. Uh, many applications that we can make if we, uh, if we had more time and if we would really just uh, stop and think. But tonight, I, I just briefly want to talk about our church's plan for military outreach uh, 
uh, this next year, in 2022. Now, uh, of course, we want to be ambassadors to, to everyone, right? Everyone in our community, and not just the military members and veterans. But at the same time, we do have a very large military population here in the Hampton Roads area, as you know. And this is the home of AFBM. And many of you have uh, served in the armed forces. And uh, many of us have a burden for those who are serving. And so it makes sense to me anyway, and to pastor, and, and I'm sure to you, it makes sense for us as, as part of our outreach ministry here, because again, we want to reach everyone that God puts in front of us. But it makes sense, I think, to have this special emphasis in our outreach. I've spoken to several folks about this in the last uh, several months, and this year we want to be even more intentional uh, with our outreach to the military community uh, in our area. Specifically, we are planning a targeted outreach event uh, every month, and we're hoping that many of you will help and uh, participate. And not, not just those of you who have served, uh, but uh, any of you, even if you haven't served, it doesn't matter, you can help. And uh, we hope that you do. So let me, again, just briefly, I'm going to share a few, um, nothing is etched in stone, um, but I just want to share some ideas with you so you can begin to pray about this and uh, think about how you might want to help get involved, even in terms of the planning that we want to finish doing in the next uh, few weeks, in the next month or so. And I'll mention at the end, um, for those of you who may, if you think you've got some good ideas that would be helpful, that's wonderful. Please, I want you to text me, email me in the next uh, few days, and uh, we're going to have a meeting, a little brainstorm, brainstorming session. Uh, but again, let me just share a few ideas here with you. And so we'll look at January. Mary Lynn, thank you. Um, now, don't get scared if your name's up here. If you see your name, uh, uh, this I'm, I just plugged in some names for now. So you're not committed. You haven't been voluntold uh, yet. Um, in January... We were thinking about going to the various recruiting stations where we have active duty, you know, soldiers, Marines, you know, these guys who are out trying to recruit others well, to, to join their ranks. Uh, we have considered going to those spots. Of course, you have them for all five branches of the service. And... Uh, Bring in those folks, those recruiters. Maybe we'll bring them some Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Maybe we'll bring them lunch. Maybe we'll bring them some, uh, some really good cookies, you know. And there's a particular, you know, Harris Teeter's got some world-class cookies. And I'm, I'm being serious, you know, that I think would be a nice, a nice gift. Uh, so maybe, you know, whether it's Chick-fil-A or cookies or whatever it is, um, just to go in and, and say hello and introduce ourselves and be friendly and thank them for their service and give them lunch on us 
along with uh, some literature about our church, maybe gospel tract, invite them to church, however the Lord leads. Um, that's one idea. And uh, you can see I've got some names up there. Again, I got one guy from each branch of the service, uh, Army down through the Coast Guard. Again, uh, those, those names might, might change. Let's look at uh, February. Brother Gene. Brother Gene Sayer. Again, you're not being voluntold, but uh, with your service in the jail ministry, did you know there's a naval consolidated brig in Chesapeake? And I'm wondering, we need to do some research and figure out how, how we might be a blessing to the staff, to the guards, to the inmates uh, of that facility. And so I think that's something we need to look into. Uh, March. Similar idea as January, but you know there's a, a VA counseling center just a few blocks north of the church, right above the bowling alley up here. Um, it's, it's pretty new, just opened in the last couple years. And uh, it's staffed by, I, I'm, I've been up there a couple times, introduced myself, talked to some of the folks. I've left some uh, food distribution flyers up there and uh, in the past. And um, anyway, most of the staff are veterans themselves. They've got lots of veterans coming in and out. And uh, I'm sure we could do something there uh, as well, perhaps similar to the idea uh, that we had for the January event. How about uh, April? Mary Lynn, thank you. I thought it might be neat if somehow, well, let me just, you can see there. I think it'd be kind of fun to go to the Marine Corps Museum. I'm not sure if, uh, I'm sure some of you have been up there, but it's a, it's a wonderful museum just a couple hours north of here. And we could use our bus and take Marines, veterans up there, provide lunch. The key here is we need to figure out, we need to do a little <clears throat> homework and figure out how we can invite, maybe even through the base. It's, it's hard, you know, working through base sometimes. Everybody's shy, especially these days, about um, working with a church. But uh, I'm wondering if we can make a contact at Camp Elmore or one of the other spots nearby or, or get in touch with the local Marine Corps League and invite some either active duty Marines, maybe work through the recruiter, uh, some of the Marine recruiters that uh, we might meet in January and invite some Marines or veterans to go up and check out the museum. Of course, you know, other, other branches uh, might be interested in joining us as well. Um, how about May? You know, in May we have Armed Forces Day, May 21st. In the past, we've, we've done a and I've talked to Jeff Canfield about this already. Uh, in the past, like last year, we had a cookout here um, back in our pavilion. And we tried to invite um, military veterans to join us. And we had one or two visitors come last year. But I'm wondering if we, we're going to, there's a common theme here. We're trying to take the fight to the enemy, as we'd say, not not that they're the enemy, that's a Marine Corps expression, but get off campus here and go to where the troops are, to where the veterans are, 
And uh, I'm wondering if we could have a cookout for the veterans of VFW Post 9382. Bob Turner, Dennis, uh, Dennis Turner, they're members of this VFW Post. Uh, I'm wondering if we could do something over there for their veterans. And so that's an idea I think we need to explore. As well as June, finally. Um, it'd be kind of neat if we could do a special canvassing effort for our vacation Bible school. Uh, on, again, it's hard to do stuff on base, but, uh, you know, there, we can still do it. There's ways you can do it. I'm thinking of the commissaries, the exchanges. Uh, there's a lot of parents, I'm sure, that we could get in touch, that we could uh, interact with that, you know, would be interested uh, in, in some cases, you know, they're looking for opportunities, you know, during the summer um, to put their kids in different spots. And I'm sure that uh, some would be interested in our vacation Bible school. We have other ideas, but those are just a few. Um, and let me, so let me just wrap, let me just wrap things up as we only have a few minutes left. Uh, notice, again, we want you to help. Uh, Ephesians 4.12 says that all the saints should be involved in the work of the ministry. You, you know that, and, and uh, we have a wonderful church here. All of you are active in one way or the other, serving the Lord. Uh, and here we want uh, as many as are interested to help with this. Notice again that with most of these events, we are going to them, to the place where military members or veterans are working or meeting rather than holding the event here. And there's a lot more we could say about that point in terms of philosophy and strategy, and maybe we'll, we'll talk about that at the, uh, the meeting that uh, I'm going to mention here in just a second. Also notice that our efforts here are fairly simple. Uh, again, nothing too extravagant here. Um, simple. We want to show kindness. We want to show appreciation for their service. We want to give them something, whether it's a lunch, Chick-fil-A, or a box of cookies, or whatever it is, some gospel literature. Uh, but we want to be friendly. We want to be thankful. And here's the key. We want to pray. We need to pray. And we need to ask God to work as we make these connections uh, and express our thanks and get to know people. And we'll be announcing these events, each event, each month, uh, during the Wednesday night service. Most of these things we're planning, we're thinking it's going to occur on like a Friday or Saturday. So we'll announce it on, on Wednesday night, a couple days before the event occurs and uh, the outreach happens. And we'll have, we'll ask all of you to pray. Um, again, so those are just a few ideas. If you have other ideas or, or better ideas... Again, I'd invite you to email me, text me uh, soon, and we're going to have a brainstorming session soon for as many as are interested in getting involved. I mean, we want, we want a lot of folks to participate, but if you want to help with the planning, let me know, and uh, we're going to have that meeting soon so you can share your input. Uh, in closing, wrapping things up, you know, we, uh, we're all very concerned about the state of our country, uh, our nation, and the decline uh, that we see, all the, 
the chaos and the, uh, the godlessness. Obviously, the need is for revival, for God to do a work. And so we must be ambassadors for Christ. May God help us. May he give us his grace to be faithful ambassadors, mindful of our mission, excited about our message, and motivated by our Savior's love. Let's pray and we'll be dismissed. Lord, what, a, what an exciting and important assignment that you've given to each of us to be your ambassadors. And yet, Lord, somehow, because of our flesh, we are often distracted and even sometimes uninterested, not excited. Lord, please forgive us. Help us. Give us your grace. Motivate us, Lord, through your love as we consider and remember your sacrifice for us at Calvary, your many blessings. And Lord, give us a passion for your message and for the mission that you've given to us. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, please visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We encourage you to share this message with others. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened and God's word has had an impact on your life as together we strive to show forth the path of life. Press on.